Messiah that had come in their minds. They wanted someone to come and they wanted to be re- relieved from the tyrannical reign of Rome. What they did not want to accept and thus rejected was that Jesus came as a king to save them from something so much more than the city of Rome, the nation of Rome. He came to seek and to save them from sin and an eternal separation from God himself. This afternoon we're going to look at a few different ways on how the power of the cross that we see in, this, in Scripture from Matthew and a few other uh, passages as well. And the first of those that we want to, I want to look at is just the power of the cross grants direct access to God. The power of the cross grants direct access to God. Look at verse, starting in verse 50. It says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And we see now in the next few verses, as we've already read, we see a bunch of miraculous things happening. People are being raised from the dead. Uh, tombs are being opened. Earthquake is taking place. But the one I want to look at this, this afternoon, rather, is the splitting of the veil from top to bottom. What does that mean for us? What, as Christ is dying on the cross, as he died on the cross, and, and this veil is torn, what does that mean for us? Well, it means that we have direct access to God. Because Jesus Christ is our high priest. And we see that in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews four fifteen through 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus Christ is our high priest. The Jews, under the sacrificial system before the cross, they had to go into the temple and the high priest was the only one that could go in to the Holy of Holies. And when Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world, When he died, that veil was torn. Now we have direct access to God. No matter where you're at, no matter what is going on in your life, you have direct access to God as a a Christian, as a believer. Hebrews 10, 19-20 says, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Hebrews twelve twenty four says unto Jesus, the mediator, the go-between between us and God the Father of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. When Christ died, he abolished the sacrificial system and fulfilled the law. We as Christians today can celebrate that because of Christ's death, we can go directly to the Lord. You know, you guys don't have to go to I or or Pastor Dwight to confess your sins. You can go directly to God. When you have struggles in your life, you don't have to go to a priest or a pastor or any type of spiritual leader, but you can go directly to God. We no longer live by law, but by grace through faith in Christ. We have direct access to God. The power of the cross grants us direct access to God. Not only that, but secondly, we see that the power of the cross convinces others of the truth. 
convinces others of the truth. Look at verse 54. We see there the centurion, and it's interesting as you look at the gospel accounts of this, this portion of the story, uh, Matthew gives not just the centurion, but also those who were with him. And as, as they're standing there, and if you can just put yourself in their place as a Roman soldiers, all this stuff is going on. There's been three hours of complete darkness. Earthquake is taking place. Tombstones are, are being rolled away and people are coming out of the graves. I don't know about you, but I would be really confused. I'd be really confused. And here, what do they do? What do they confess? They agree that Jesus Christ was truly the Son of God. You know, the power of the cross is all that is necessary to convince people of the truth. The centurion recognized the presence of deity, that there was something supernatural about this person, and that the man who just died on the cross, the man called Jesus, was truly the Son of God, was truly the man he claimed to be, and was truly the person that the Jews were claiming him to be. Some of them that were calling out and calling him the Son of God. You say, well, how would a Roman soldier, why would they be calling him the Son of God? Well, that's what they had heard him being called. And so they were convinced of the truth because of what took place at the cross. You know, today, oftentimes, Christians, we as churches, we can sometimes fall into the trap of thinking that we need something extra to convince others of the truth. But when in reality, the death of Christ itself, and even then you can't separate today from Sunday, the power of the resurrection, but you put the two together and there is the power that, that is more powerful than anything that we can come up with. We can't replicate the power of God and obviously the power is not inherent in a piece, the, the wood that, that Christ hung on. The power that is at the cross is the power of God. Jesus took the sins of the world on himself. Your sin, he took and bore on himself at the cross. It was Christ's substitutionary sacrifice and atonement for our sin that is all that is necessary to convince a person of the truth. Our responsibility as believers is not to convince people, but to proclaim the message that convinces people. We are to be faithfully living and proclaiming the good news and sharing with others this amazing power. The power of the cross, which is truly life-altering and sufficient to change lives. What are you doing to share this convincing power with others? When you woke up this morning, you got in your car and you drove through your neighborhood, did your heart break a little bit in sadness? And, and, and godly sorrow in the sense of that there are those in your neighborhood that if they were to die today, they would be going to hell. Are you taking the time to pray and ask God to give you the opportunity to share the power of the cross, the power of Christ's death with your neighbors? 
because we have God's power in salvation. And so we do see that the power of the cross grants us direct access to God. Not only does he grant direct access to God, does it, it also grants, or I should say, it, it convinces of the truth. And then third, the power of the cross conquers sin. In Matthew 27, verse 45, it says, Now from the sixth hour darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. And we see Jesus cry out in the next verse, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why was, God, why, why was that happening? It's because the sin of the world was being placed on Christ. And it was necessary for a perfect sacrifice to take place. For Christ, the perfect spotless Lamb of God, to die on the cross for the sins of the world. For your sin. For my sin. We see then in verse 50, he gave up the ghost. He says, it is finished. The other gospel writers reveal to us. It is finished. Romans 6, 5-7 through says, For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Again, putting the two events together. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with. Jesus' death on the cross conquered sin. None of us that the results of sin are nasty. The impact of sin is horrible. From the moment sin entered into the world till now and going forward, sin is all around us. And because of the power of the cross, we no longer have to be in bondage to sin. We can go directly to God. See, the power of the cross eliminates us from the bondage of sin. Our flesh and sinful nature, yes, they still reside in us. Paul talks about in Ephesians. But what the power of the cross does is it crucifies that very power of sin, the very power of our flesh, our sinful, depraved flesh, to have victory over us. Because of the death, Christ's death on the cross, we have the ability to not sin. Through the power of God. Romans 6, 10 through 11 says, For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Jesus did not have to keep dying for us. He died once. Just once. And it took care of the sin of the entire world. So even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Because the life that the believer now lives is in Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. The cross. It's because of the cross we can live holy as God is holy. Our salvation is not just a cycle that we have to keep trying to take care of. It's a one 
time thing. It's an emphatic and resounding victory that the cross took care of. At Christ's death on the cross. He died in your place so that we would not have to, so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we would not have to spend an eternity in hell. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 1 7 talks about how we have redemption through his blood. Through Jesus' death on the cross, we are redeemed. We are bought, bought out of bondage to sin. We are forgiven. 2 Corinthians 5 14 through 15 says that because of what Christ did for us on the cross, that love that Christ showed us is to control our lives. Because of his power, the power of the cross conquers sin. It should, that, that truth should, should control us, should dictate how we live. And we are made new, 2 Corinthians 5.21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. His death on the cross shows the redeeming power of the cross. We have been bought back and made a part of God's family. We can go on living righteously because of Jesus' death on the cross. Sin is no longer our master. We do not have to serve sin. So we need to stop living in bondage to our sin because Christ took care of it at the cross. And maybe you're here this morning and you're watching on live stream and you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never put your faith and trust in the God's, in God's Son who died on the cross for your sin so that you could have a relationship with Him. Are you tired of struggling with your sin? And yes, there's a struggle of sin that takes place after salvation still that we see in Galatians 5, but that we don't have to give in to that struggle because of the cross. We have the power to live righteously. Because of the power over sin. And if you've never made that decision, you've never placed your faith and trust in Christ and repented of your sin and asked Christ to save you, come and see me or Pastor Dwight. We'd love to talk with you today. If you're on live stream, call afternoon. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about the one big principle. Chose to reverse it today. It's simply this, that the power of the cross ought to strengthen our resolve to live and proclaim the gospel truth because of what Christ did on the cross. It ought to strengthen the believer's resolve to live and proclaim the gospel truth. We can go directly to the Lord in prayer to strengthen our resolve. We can go directly to him. It ought to strengthen us. We can go to the God, the all-powerful God, the one true God, because the power of the cross convinces of gospel truth, we can go with boldness. We don't have to, we're not the ones that have to do the convincing. That is amazing. That is awesome. That we have been given a, the, the command to go with a message that we don't have to worry about doing the convincing. And so much of the Christian world has fallen into trying to convince people. And I think sometimes we even feel like we have to, I, I've been giving the gospel to people before and I'm just like, I just want to shake them, right? That feeling of just wanting to shake them and convince them, you need to get saved. I can shake them all they want, you can shake them all they want, but that's not going to convince them to get saved. 
the power of the cross, what Christ did is going to convince them. And the power of the cross conquers sin. And because of that, we can live with a strengthened resolve to live holy as God is holy. Are you going to decide today, will you choose to let the power of the cross strengthen your resolve to live and proclaim the wonderful truth of the gospel? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for who you are. And Lord, this morning as we spend just short time focusing on your word through song and through the wonderful preaching of your word, that Lord, as we continue to sing this morning, that Lord, we would strengthen our resolve to live righteously. In your name we pray, amen.